welcome to the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Today, we're listening to one of my favorite episodes from the archives. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Nicholas Zeisler, Zed, as I like to call you. It's lovely to have you back here this week to talk about the relationship, particularly between support and sales, or in our case, perhaps the wider customer experience in sales. Yeah, absolutely, Charlotte. This is a great topic, and I enjoyed listening last week to folks talking about tying in CX and support, rather, with uh, with product. And I love that, but that's really pretty obvious, at least if you're coming from the CX perspective, which is to say it's not quite as much of a challenge because as you, know, as you and I have talked about before, it's great to consider that as you're building out your products and your offerings, you want to listen to your customers, how you're developing and how you're designing their experiences. Sales, however, that's a trickier thing. You hear lots of salespeople say, why should I bother with support? Why should I bother with CX more broadly? But this is the great opportunity for me to once again hop up on the old, uh, the old soapbox here and tell you that CX is there if for no other reason than to get itself integrated with everything across your entire organization's product like you were talking about, sales like we're talking about this week, operations, supply chain, finance, everything. The whole purpose of your CX program should be finding ways to assist and aid all of your operations, all of the organizations throughout your entire company to better relate to your customers and to better uh, put forth that brand promise that you worked so hard to develop in the first place. So sales, absolutely. They're interacting with your customers all the time. They may think they know what they're doing when it comes to sales, and they probably are. But are they listening to what your customers are asking for? A lot of times in support, we'll say you have to meet your customers where they are. Are your salespeople meeting your customers where they are, where they are or are they, are they just trying to make that sale? Right. So this is an this is a great opportunity for your CX, for your voice of customer, for your process engineering to leverage internally something that is so important in that interaction with your customers and sales. I mean, that's the head of the spear right there. Yeah, and it has, as as you rightly pointed out, so much interaction with the customer in the same way that support does. These are opposite ends of of the journey, aren't they? In many ways, and you, and you talked there about. CX touching every part of the business. But do you think that both of those functions having such, I, don't, I kind of want of a better word, exposure to the customer, uh, so much of a relationship with the customer, do you think that these are um, the biggest touch points for your CX program, do you think? I'd say they're probably the most obvious touch points. Uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, we don't necessarily need a CX organization or a CX effort because, well, we've got all these people in front of the customers, people that are in sales. You'll hear the same sort of thing from marketing a lot of times too. But, you know, there is a real difference between selling to and marketing to your customers on the one hand and advocating on behalf of your customers, which is what CX does on the other hand. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say it's a conflict of interest. It's not like you're going to be throwing things across the boardroom at each other, but certainly it's different because customer experience is plays a role of taking those customers' inputs and turning it right back into the organization and saying, here's how we can do things different. Here's how we can design our products differently. Here's how we can sell our products differently. Here's how we can market our products differently. Meanwhile, marketing and sales are saying, 
well, we're just trying to sell and trying to market, right? And, and, and God love them. I mean, that's an important part of the journey, but how is it informed? And is it looking inwardly and saying, here's how we can change how we do it so that we make that experience better? Or are they saying, here's how we can change it different so that we can, you know, sell more? Yeah, that makes sense. And, and all of those inputs that you talk about, a great deal of them will come from sales and support. And, and the CX program, therefore, has something of a unifying effect, I guess, between those it's, two very different inputs. Yeah, those and everything else. I mean, one of the things I love that Gene Bliss always says is that your chief customer officer is, is human duct tape. It's about stitching between all those different silos. And that's the nice thing. When you have a robust and very well integrated CX effort and CX platform and folks who are running a, you know, a, a whole CX shop, if you will, that kind of frees up the people in sales to do sales. That frees up the people in marketing to do marketing because if you're there stitching everybody together and keeping everybody you know, focused on the customer, they can do what they do best, which is marketing and sales, which is product development, which is operations, which is supply chain, all the way down, you know, look, look through the entire leadership team. They can mm-hmm. concentrate on that and we can share with them what our customers are saying about what they're doing and how it's impacting the customers. I have a, a slightly controversial question for you then, oh. or, or maybe a, an, outli- an outlandish supposition that there are organizations out there that don't have a CX professional in-house. You're kidding me. Imagine. imagine. Well, my phone number is <laughs> plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I mean, lo- love you for giving the country code there for not making any assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> but let's I mean, I'd say, pick up on my accent otherwise. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure someone will. <laughs> let's say that the organization doesn't have a formal CX program, even let alone mm. a professional or team to run mm. it. How do you begin? drawing the, uh, the, how do you begin unifying in some of the ways that you're talking about a, a CX professional program will do for you across the business, particularly with these two business functions that are so far apart? I would say that I would begin with your voice of the customer program. If you don't have a full on robust, fully staffed, led by a chief customer officer, CX organization, you probably are at least asking your customers questions, whether you're just sending out an online survey every once in a while when you're interacting with them, or maybe you're going on listening, uh, you know, listening exercises or so forth. Take a look at that. Be, I don't get too much into it, but don't, but be kind of scientific about it. Analyze it. Listen to what they're saying. Look for trends. Look for what your customers are saying to you that they want different, and then act on that. Quite frankly, that is, there's your mobile CX organization right there. As long as you're doing those things, that's what your CX uh, organization should be doing. What you'll find if you do it, that it'll grow in and of itself. It'll become bigger and you realize you do need to call Nicholas and get some. We do need your number. Yeah, yeah. We do need your number. You'll fall Um, in love with it. I'm greedy for that, for those insights. And And then that's when you'll call. I'll be here. (laughs) I'm sure you will. Okay. Um, Knowing that you're there at the end of the phone is is a a joy and a reassurance, I'm sure, to all of us. Um, I I think I I really like, like, just begin, right? Just begin listening at both ends of that. They are talking different languages, though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, surely between support and and sales. Yeah. We used to say when I was internal that, you know, when you get to support, it's broken already. 
And so you're recovering at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But still, that's a trove of information. What a great, you should be grateful for that so that you can act on it and improve what you're doing. Meanwhile, are you going to keep that in mind if you're at the other end, if you're at the sales end, the next time you interact with customers, if you're aware of what potential pitfalls there are, you know, you're at two, two ends of that customer journey. Of course, it, it extends beyond on either end of that too, but, but you're not right next to each other. And so there's that sharing that can be done there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's when we need to call Nicholas, right? Yes, or anytime along your journey. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. You bet, Charlotte. Great to talk to you again. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 134 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time.